I'm your health coach, Melissa Lee. Here at Thriving with Nourishment Health, I provide women with the resources to reclaim fertility and celebrate periods through the lens of functional medicine. It is time to empower ourselves with natural solutions over band-aid medicines. We will get to the root cause of symptoms to see the bigger picture. Let us find the ability to heal ourselves, get back to Mother Nature, and live in a healthier world. Hi everyone, say hi to Haley Smith again. She's been on the show before. She's a women's health provider and has obtained her fertility awareness mastery mentorship certification from renowned fam educator, Lisa Hendrickson-Jack, which has also been on the show. Um, so I'll be linking both episodes uh, in the show notes. So um, if you want to you know, listen more about Haley and her approach to nutrition, check out episode 84, Eating According to Your Constitution. Today, um, I'm actually having her on the show today to talk about FAM, which is Fertility Awareness Method. And if you don't really know what that means, it's just basically like psychocharting. Um, and we'll listen to, we'll get into more detail about what it actually is. So hi, Haley. <laughs> Very nice to have you back. Um, so I'm really curious, how did you come across fertility awareness? Yeah, great question. So I first came across it in my graduate studies at the National University of Natural Medicine when I was there getting my nutrition degree. And this was my second year there. So at this point, I knew women's health was the direction that I wanted to go. And at the last minute one week, I saw that there was a weekend intensive seminar. The name was something along the lines of like body literacy for women's health. And I, I didn't really know what it was going to be all about, but I knew that it sounded like something that I had to go to. And I didn't actually know it was fertility awareness method until I got into the weekend. And once I was there, I found out the practitioner was Sarah Bly, who is a fertility awareness method educator. She owns The Well, formerly called Grace of the Moon. But she was facilitating the weekend. She did a wonderful job and I was just hanging off of her every word. So I kind of stumbled across it by mistake, but it was one of the best weekends I've ever had. That sounds awesome. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so when you, you know, when you learn about fertility awareness and then I, you know, I'm guessing that you incorporate it into your life, what does it actually mean to you? Yeah, that's a great question. I did start incorporating it immediately from right away. <laughs> after the I weekend. bet. <laughs> yeah. And what it means to me, that's a really good question. The best way I like to describe it is body literacy, meaning our ability to read our body. Um, specifically reading our bottles, body's fertile signs, um, fertility awareness, specifically it's a day-by-day determination of understanding when you're fertile, you're infertile, but more specifically being able to read your body in this way tells you where the hormone imbalances are and can really be a window into your overall health. That sounds amazing. And also that sounds like something we should have learned in school, but we didn't. Oh, don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, if someone's listening to this and this is like the first fertility awareness episode that they've come across, um, Mm -hmm. what are the fundamentals of like, you know, using fertility awareness? 
Yes. So like I just mentioned, I think one of the biggest things to understand and someone who's really wanting to get started with it is recognizing that it truly is a day-by-day determination. And what I mean by that is determining whether you're fertile or infertile at a certain point is never, ever based on past cycles. So if last month you're like, oh, I ovulated on day 14, you cannot assume that that is true for this cycle. Every single day, it involves tracking your fertile signs and determining based off of what you see or feel that day if you are in your fertile window or not. Um, So depending on the method you're using, the fundamentals of the fertility awareness are going to look a little different. Fertility awareness in itself is actually a huge umbrella term for different methods, but the big three fertile signs we're talking about are our cervical mucus, our basal body temperature, and our cervical position. And then based on the method you're using, you'll use those in a different way or a different pattern. There's cervical mucus only methods. Um, Some of the more common ones are the Creighton and Billings method. So that one just observes cervical mucus, the sensation Mm -hmm. and texture of it. Um, The symptothermal methods, those Um, Some of those are called DISTES or the SymptoPro method. Those use all three. So your cervical mucus, your basal body temperature, and your cervical position. And then there's also the symptohormonal methods, which does bring in outside hormonal testing monitors like um, the clear blue test strip. That's a method like Marquette. So depending on which method works best for you, and there's different reasons why certain ones will work better for different women, but the fundamentals are tracking those three big signs and maybe Mm -hmm. also your hormone levels through outside test. Okay, so sounds good. We have all the three fertile signs. Um, I like Mm -hmm. that you started out with like, you know, this method is not about anticipating when you're going to ovulate or predicting, but it's about just observing day to day. And for me, in my experience, to be honest, like, I think we're always so used to like using an app or whatever. And then I'm always like looking forward. So when I first started charting, I don't know about you, but I would subconsciously like kind of predict like, oh, I feel like my ovulation is going to be here. And then, you know, it doesn't happen. And then I realized like, okay, you know, I just need to like really try to be present and be like, what's happening? That's a great point. And yeah, me too. It's so easy to mm-hmm. want to predict and want to anticipate. Right. But I like that. Yeah, I like what you said. If it really is a good opportunity to be patient, be present, surrender to it. And um, yeah, observe it in the moment. Yeah, That's a great to- way to put it. <laughs> totally. Okay, so you said that, you know, we can use FAM for like conception, but also for like natural birth control. And then, you know, it's a good way to know when you're fertile or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, let's talk about conception first, like, how can we actually use it like in a conscious way? Yes, great question. So I adore working with women who are wanting to consciously conceive and use FAM. And there's a couple different reasons why I love it specifically. Um, whenever you're charting in hopes of your end goal being conception, you will know exactly the days that is that you are most optimally set up to conceive. And this can have so many benefits to it. One of the biggest ones, if you are in a partnership with a male who will be providing the sperm and he has low sperm parameters, knowing the days that you are most optimal can work to combat that. So you're using the sperm at the most ideal time and not 
wasting it or depleting it on days that you don't even have that big of a chance to become pregnant. That's one huge benefit is working to optimize sperm and egg health. Um, another reason why I also love it for conscious conception is I think what's not talked about enough is the rate of miscarriages or not being able to, or how long it takes to become pregnant or carrying a pregnancy to full term. And what I always encourage my conception clients to do is to begin tracking before you start trying. Ideally, this is up to a year in advance, but that's not always realistic. So, you know, at minimum three to six months before you actually want to start trying. And what that can do for you is identify the hormone imbalances or what might be standing in your way of conceiving or carrying a pregnancy to full term. And that can save so much frustration, so much grief, and so much heartbreak of a miscarriage or not, not becoming pregnant. If you're able to use FAM, charting your cycles to identify where those gaps are, and then healing before you start trying, oh my gosh, that can do wonders. It can save you so much money and time. Mm-hmm. Um, and money, absolutely. So just a like, you know, a quick question. So like breaking it down, if you're talking about like, if someone, you know, tend to have like miscarriages, does that mean like, you know, maybe they have a history of like a short luteal phase and that's how, and if they're, you know, charting, then they will be able to understand why they would have a miscarriage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's one great example. As a provider, one thing I'm always careful not to do is to make assumptions as to why someone might be having miscarriages. Mm -hmm. What's so cool about using fertility awareness method is the chart really does the talking for you. And it's such a crucial step to identify what is normal for that woman, what their basic pattern is, and to not make assumptions that, oh, it's a short luteal phase or it's a low progesterone, because it can be so many different things, but we Mm -hmm. have to see what the chart tells us. And then from there, develop a treatment plan. But absolutely, that's one really common example of why pregnancies don't come to term. So if we can heal that before you start trying, think of all the mm. emotional grief and, and money, like you said, that, that could save. Yeah. yeah, it almost sounds like, you know, this is also a really good way for even like skeptical women because, you know, it is based on like your data and it's based on like science. Um, it's not some woo-woo thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's also a really, I feel like it's a really like good concrete evidence of like why your body's behaving in a certain way. Yeah, absolutely. It leads in science. And then like you said, it, you put all of this power into your hands. This is all based on what you're observing by your body, not what a doctor is telling you, not what mm-hmm. an outside practitioner is telling you. It's, there's a huge empowerment piece to it that I love so much. I love that. So speaking of empowerment, if someone wants to use this for birth control, but, you know, she's super scared, she's like, you know, maybe on like a, uh, on the pill or on the IUD, like super afraid to get off it. Um, like, how do we use it for birth control? Yes, great question. So I have been using it for birth control myself for, gosh, I think it's been over five years now. And the fear factor is so real and so understandable. And, you know, I think that that stems way back to sex education that we were taught in elementary school of you can get pregnant any day of the month. The only way to avoid pregnancy is to not have sex. 
And that's just not true, but that fear has been embedded in us from such a young age. So completely understandable. So whenever I have birth control clients, it the first thing to keep in mind is that this process is not for the impatient. It is a very <laughs> slow process. You cannot expect It'll to make find you patient right away. <laughs> it will make you patient. Yes, yes, you have to be willing for it to make you patient. And I say that to say, no matter what your desired outcome is, you have to get several charts under your belt. Like I said, to understand what your pattern is, but then also to be comfortable using it for birth control specifically. And so when using it for birth control, there is a learning curve that most clients feel comfortable following. And a brief overview of that is the first cycle you chart is to abstain from sex during your fertile window. So just not even bothering with it, using whatever you were doing before FAM to prevent pregnancy. The second stage is, and this is really general. So some people might be comfortable moving on to stage two in their second cycle. Some will take several more cycles, but is to confirm ovulation and then have unprotected sex in the post ovulatory phase. And that is because once you've confirmed ovulation, it is physiological impossible for you to get pregnant during that phase. So that is phase two is understanding that that is a really safe zone to have unprotected sex. Stage three, once you are even more comfortable, is you can start having unprotected sex in the pre-ovulatory phase. Once you've, um, of course, once you understand what the markers are, what to look for, mm -hmm. confirm that you are not in your fertile wave yet. So stage one, abstain from sex, do as you were doing. Stage two can be having sex in that post-ovulatory window because once you've ovulated, you cannot become pregnant. And then stage three, you can, um, you can incorporate having it pre-ovulatory before you start the wave. All that to say, and there's added layers of protection we can do whenever someone is using it for birth control. Yeah, I was just gonna ask about that, like the extra protection. Um, would that just be like, you know, whatever physical barrier methods that they've been using before? Yeah, certainly. So whenever you understand when your fertile wave is, you can use a another barrier method like a condom. Um, but there are two rules that I teach within fertility awareness method. The first is the, um, the cross-check method, and this is to confirm ovulation. Mm -hmm. So this is specific to the symptothermal method, where the cross-check method involves confirming ovulation with your basal body temperature and your cervical mucus. So you can only confirm ovulation once both of those markers have shown that you ovulated. And then once you have confirmed that, it takes a, it's a, it takes some trust, but you have, but eventually you'll understand that you cannot get pregnant once you have done that cross-check method. Mm -hmm. So that's speaking to the post-ovulatory phase. The pre-ovulatory phase, there is an added layer of protection that I encourage um, birth control clients to implement. And this is called the Doring rule, D-O-R-I-N-G. And this involves, so it takes some time to get some cycles or tracking some cycles under your belt. But after about six months or so, you can identify the earliest day that you have ever ovulated. So the earliest day that you've had that temperature shift. And then you subtract seven days from that. And whatever that day is, you consider yourself fertile from that day. 
So it's just an added layer of protection to give yourself more of a buffer before your fertile window begins. Interesting. Yeah, that does sound like a lot of practice, but then um, it sounds also very efficient if you can get it nailed down and um, you really understand, you know, about your body, like shifts and patterns happening. Yeah. And not to underestimate like the, the amount of time it takes, you know, there's clients who practice it for a year and still aren't comfortable having sex, right. yeah. unprotected sex, mm-hmm. but it takes time. It will be different for everyone. So now that you've outlined, you know, using FAM for birth control and also for conception, like what are, I guess, I mean, I see a lot of differences, but like, what is like the main difference, you know, between using FAM for both uh, outcomes? The biggest difference is going to be how you use your fertile wave and what you do during your fertile wave, or some people call it your fertile window. And your fertile waiver window starts the first day that you see some sort of cervical mucus. That is the start of your fertile wave. So if you are trying to conceive, you'll use that window, which usually lasts depending on age and other lifestyle factors. It can really be anywhere from three to six days or so. But if you're trying to conceive, you're going to use that window to have um, sex as much as you can to try and conceive. If you are not trying to get pregnant, that is when you will either abstain from sex or use another form of protection or what have you. So the biggest difference is just really how you are using that fertile wave. I love that. That is so clear. And um, thanks for clarifying that. So, um, you know, like, so can girls start using FAM from a young age during puberty? Because I know like, you know, periods that start to get irregular and they might be misdiagnosed as PCOS mm-hmm. um, or like, would it be in- inaccurate if they start at a really young age? Oh my gosh. I think going back to kind of what we were saying in the beginning, I think it would be wonderful to teach us from such a young age. I mean, we put young girls on birth control immediately. So why not teach them this? Right. Mm-hmm. And it will, you know, it will take a lot of education. Um, and there are programs out there. I recently was in conversation with Dr. Margaret Duane, who does, who teaches sexuality and fertility awareness to the younger generation. So I think it's wonderful. You know, the more we can teach young girls about their body and, and men too, you know, boys should know this too. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a huge missing factor. And honestly, it might be one of the most fruitful times to learn fertility awareness method in the sense that in our pre-20s and young 20s, fertile signs like cervical mucus are gonna be the most abundant. And as Mm. we get older, that cervical mucus starts to dwindle a little bit. So um, yeah, I think think it would be amazing (laughs) at a young age. Yeah, I think so too. Like, it's so crazy. I can't believe I just learned this like when I'm like 28 or something, like- Right. Right. Like what on I mean, earth? that's, yeah, that's what happened to me after that weekend. I was like, I, I can't believe I'm just learning about this when mm-hmm. I'm in grad school. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, like I, I don't know about you, but I stumbled upon this, like when I was going into the health and wellness industry or whatever. And it feels like, you know, if someone is not even in this wellness industry or like, you know, not paying attention to it, um, the chances of them learning this method is also very low um, in the mainstream. So yeah, it's just, (laughs) it's missing. Oh, there's so many layers to it. Absolutely. And 
and yeah, Dr. Margaret Duane, who I just mentioned, you know, she has, she's a medical doctor. And as she was in medical school, she's like, I can't believe I've never learned this about the female body. It's, right. it's huge. Even it's in medical huge. school. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah, it's um, uh, many, many layers to it, but it's. <laughs> Poor kitty. Um, okay. So, you know, last question, like what are some misconceptions around fam you wish to clear up? Like aside from like, you know, not learning it in school um, mm -hmm. early, are there any other things that you've seen? I think the biggest thing is to emphasize that when used properly, when used correctly, it is up to 99.6% effective. That can shift, you know, 0.2 or so, depending on the methods you're using and the rules you're using but it is a valid form of birth control. And when an unexpected pregnancy does happen, if someone is using FAME, it can almost always be tracked back to user, user error. And with clients, whenever I point out of, oh yeah, it happened this day because of this, it's like, oh yeah. So often it's just not um, being efficient with the rules or tracking, but it is almost you know, perfect effectiveness and um, a very valid form of birth control that comes mm -hmm. with so many more benefits compared to something like hormonal contraceptions which, which is a lot of yeah a ton, side of, effects. <laughs> a ton of side effects yes to say the least yeah you took those words right out of my mouth mm -hmm. um, yeah I love that I mean I do think it's also very accurate um, you know obviously like if you haven't started charting or anything or you don't really know anything about your body it sounds very scary um, because you're going away from like some external thing that has been helping you not get pregnant, yeah. right? If that's your fear. So I totally get it. But at the same time, you know, I feel like when we started charting, it's like so empowering and you're like no longer really relying on so much like hormonal pills or anything like that. Um, and mm -hmm. it really gets you into a line with like your health goal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, yeah. um, you know, the way my teacher, Lisa Hendrickson Jaffis, taught it and the book she wrote is it can be used as a fifth vital sign so yes it can be used to conceive or use birth control but as a window into your overall health just like taking your respiratory rate or monitoring other vital signs mm -hmm. it can tell you so much about your overall health yeah i think it's life-changing so that's a good mm -hmm. way to um, wrap this up. Like if you know someone wants to work with you about cycle charting, like where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So my business is Innate Rhythm. On Instagram, I'm at Innate Rhythm with an underscore at the end of it. My website, innaterhythm.com. Um, also welcome to email me, Haley at innaterhythm.com. I am taking new clients starting in September. So my books are currently full for the next couple months, but always happy to chat, always happy to talk and answer any questions. Like you're saying, it's a huge trust fall, but putting that <laughs> trust and empowerment back in yourself is, is well worth it. Take the lead. You, you mm -hmm. won't regret yes. it. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show again. I think you're very knowledgeable in whatever that you know, you're specializing in. Um, and yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much for having me.